0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Hey, welcome everybody. It's Believe Sports Biz Sports Media. Also heard on pod clips around the world. I am Fred. You can email us at sportsfred at aol.com. Joined by Mark Mancini, the World Tour Sports Handicapper. And that's not (laughs) open to question. Art Source, find a kicker for the Rams and the uh, trojans of usc and they're going to discuss some subjects but i got open with something that uh, we opened on sports overnight america um real sports the best sports show i have ever heard for 29 years i find out this week that uh, it was canceled in september the last show is actually december 19th brian Gumble and his gang of hosts and reporters do the best job of any show i've ever heard Mark Mancini, why would HBO cancel the best show in sports, maybe ever? Your comments. Well, I think the big problem there is you're trying to
0: maybe get into the Long Beach Grand Prix or maybe the Las Vegas Grand Prix. It's what have you done for me lately, and you're right. That is one of the best damn shows in sports. And a lot of these things, it's kind of going by the wayside. You know, the sport magazines, the Sports Illustrated. Uh, the newspapers, uh, hell, you can even throw in the Playboys and the penthouses when we were growing up with the Mad Magazine. So everything is kind of going by the wayside, my friend, and it's kind of sad to
1: see. Art, uh, on our Sports Over Night America show, I indicated, I think, that HBO thinks, and the, there's, of course, a monetary reason for this, of course, but I think that they think the American public is too stupid to understand it.
2: Well, you know, that's part of this whole dumbing of America process that we're seeing take place over the last 30 years. And you're seeing it with the Palestine-Israel situation where kids in these universities are, you know, coming out. And then, like I said, we talked about this on Sports Overnight America. They asked these kids that were out, you you know, demonstrating, and they said, you know, tell us a little bit about Pearl Harbor. And they said, "Well, you know, I think out of out of like 16 people, two of the 16 knew even what Pearl Harbor represented." So that gets to gets down to the crux of the matter. Our future as a country is our is our kids, and if you don't get your kids prepared to w- enter a modern world and be have the tools necessary to succeed, you are going to have to go to India to outsource high tech jobs. You are going to need to go to all these different places to do it. So, I mean, we've got to get back to basics here, which is making sure that our future as a nation, they understand what true journalism is. None of this Carissa Thompson crap where, you know, you make up journalistic, you know, journalists are journalists because they provide this story. They let you make the decision based on both sides or three sides, if there are three sides. But that's not happening in our world anymore. And it's kind of a
1: bummer. Art, let me ask you a question. This just hit me. Real sports sometimes does shows on transgender athletes and things like that. Would uh, DeSantis in Florida black them out?
2: I don't know, but I will tell you this, Fred, that's all part of this. I think if you have shows that are cutting edge where they talk about women versus men in the pool. You know, I think this woke agenda, you look at Target, you look at American corporations, um, nobody seems to want to get involved with the the compelling stories. Nancy Armour, um, Christine Brennan at USA Today, they do it and they do a great job of it. Brian Gumble always touched every one of these political hotcakes and he did it like a true great journalist that he is, like his brother Greg Gumble before him. And, and it just bothers me because you need to have people sit down and discuss these things because they're imperative for our society. And just because it's a little controversial doesn't mean that you can't have rational understanding, discussion, and
1: discourse. Right. Mark, well, not what, do only think, that, what do you think not, about the end of real sports?
0: Well, I, I just think it's sad. And, and, and now you hear it. I just caught a glimpse of it last night. That this whole you know Israel and Hamas war is starting to take some of these actors and actresses out. Talent agency just cut Susan Sarandon. So a lot of these things today, man, it's just unbelievable. How would the sitcom All in the Family succeed in today's society?
1: <laughs> it would be I, I I got, in New York I, Minute. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I love Bull Durham. Um, I've always loved Susan Sarandon. Uh, her, comments say, love? <laughs> her,
0: her, her,
1: her comments, I think, uh, well, got her in trouble. She lost her agency after uh, I don't right. know how many years. She's a great actress, but uh, nowadays there are certain things you can say and there are certain things you can't say, which doesn't make it correct that you can't say. Right. But uh, that's the way it is. It's reality okay. in, okay, in 2023. We We've got a
2: big ball game coming up tomorrow in the big house. All right, or actually Saturday in the Big House, it's going to be for the 118th time Michigan and Michigan and Ohio State do battle for what essentially is going to be, you know, the Big Ten title. Uh, 60 to 51 and six ties over the years. Is it going to be Michigan at with three and a half point favorites or Ohio State that's going to come out on top of this one, you guys?
1: What do you think, Mark?
0: Well, I'm going to state my case, and uh, you know me. Fred and Artie, you've known me over the years. I never waver away from it. I like Carbaugh, and I like Michigan because they have two attributes that they bring to the table. They can run the ball down your throat, and they outscored Ohio State big time uh, last year uh, with with running the ball, and they play physical. And those two things coming to the forefront will take out teams nine out of ten. And second like Ohio of all, State,
2: Fred, what about you? Well,
0: well Ohio Fred, State's Fred. a late game type of thing. Uh, you know, uh, they kind of try to pull these games out at the last minute. This quarterback is nowhere near, say, C.J. So Stroud. You're not a big McCormick fan. Really, well, I'm not, I'm not big on Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. C.J. Stroud's doing very well this year. We'll see what the outcome is down the line. But this quarterback is nowhere near
1: C.J. Stroud was when he was at Ohio State. Mark, let me ask you a question. Don't you think Michigan should be more than a three-and-a-half-point favorite since they know Ohio State's signals?
0: Well, I, I think, you know, the whole thing and with, with signals and all this, and I've heard this around the thing, too, is I think basically when you look at Michigan, they got caught like the Patriots got caught. But I think we're going after teams that are very successful year in and year out. I think Harbaugh has really put Michigan on the map there, and I haven't really
1: seen it since Bo Schembechler was there. No, I mean they, they, they've had good teams in between, but but he's not going to be coaching at Michigan next year. But this is going to be interesting. No, he'll, he'll be let's, coaching let's the say, Chicago Bears. That's uh, uh, that's a good call. Let's say let's say Michigan wins. I think the uh, people that decide who make the final. Let's say they, they win by one point or two points. There's going to be arguments because they cheated. Uh, you got to give Ohio State some more credit. I, I'm just telling you. There's well, going and to...
2: here's the other thing. And the other thing is, Michigan's played nobody this year. They've had yeah. nothing but cupcakes, and they played Penn State, and Penn State played them pretty tough for a minute there. You know, Ohio State went to Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame. My ball. My whole thing is this: if Marvin Harrison has the kind of game I think he's capable of having and we all know how good his dad was, and they're saying he's even better. I think they got a good chance to beat and upset Michigan only because you've got Sharon, who's coaching the ball, Sharon, Sharon uh, Moore, who's the offensive coordinator for Michigan coaching, and I got to tell you, having your leader not be on the sidelines now for the sixth game this year is going to probably be tough, especially the fact that, you know, Maryland played Michigan very tough last week, lost 24-17. to 17. I have a sneaking suspicion that those Ohio State Buckeyes are going to bring up the visions of, of Woody Hayes and Earl Bruce and John Cooper and Urban Meyer, and I think they're going to upset a very, very good Michigan team. Well, this is I will
0: tell favorite. you, you know, and, and, and whether Michigan's played cupcakes or not, you keep sending Ohio State, the Washingtons, and the Oregons to these big games. We all know the results. Keep your eyes adjust the mirrors on Alabama and Texas because I like to see these two teams get into the dance.
1: Now, see this Art, would be, the perfect well, Art, it would
2: be Art, a perfect year. A perfect year for having the twelve teams. I mean, it really is. You've got some some teams that are on the fringe that have a lot of productivity and a lot of firepower. So go ahead, Fred. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. No, I want to
1: ask you a question. You made some very good points for the Buckeyes. But isn't a bigger point for the Buckeyes, Mark, the world's worst sports handicapper, likes Michigan?
2: That's why I said we got to get a hold of everything we can do. (laughs) And we're getting points, Fred. We're getting three and a half. We can lose by th- by three and come out winners. <laughs> M-
1: Mark, go ahead.
2: 21 17 Ohio State.
1: Mark, go ahead. Any comments? Have we lost Mark? Okay, maybe we've lost Mark. Phone lines Aww. sometimes go down. Uh, folks, you can email us at sportsfred at ao.com. Sports, Fred at AOL. Okay, Fred, I got
2: to ask you a question. We go into the USC UCLA game last week, and everything. Everybody's talking about Chip Kelly, thirty-three and thirty-three in five years. You know, he could be fighting for his life now. All of a sudden, the shoes on the other foot. We got Lincoln Riley, who started his career eleven and one. Then, of course, in the Cotton Bowl, they had that that meltdown where they gave up ten, you know, fourteen points in the last two minutes to lose to Tulane. Since then, in their last 14 games, SC is 7-7. Seven and seven. Now, last time we talked football, Fred, we talked about offense, defense, and special teams, the three key facets of it. Do you know that USC didn't even have a special teams coordinator this year? And we know they didn't have a defensive coordinator. But what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that, you know, when you're talking about the numbers, there was the win over Arizona. Which is what fifty to forty yeah, know. You nine, know, or something crazy like you know, which was I'm a
2: precursor to... for how good Arizona turned out to be.
1: Yeah, but what I'm saying is that even in the win, they gave up near fifty points. So it's like, it's hard to believe. Now, from the point of view of statistics, you know, Williams and the, anybody who's playing against USC going to throw for three hundred or four hundred yards every game. But there's something else uh, about the Caleb Williams, of course, will be leaving USC. I don't think it's an embarrassment to break down and cry a couple of weeks ago. I think it And shows that was so long
2: how they, they vilified this kid for going up to the crowd and, and you know, with his mom and crying a little bit. But he put a lot of effort into these last two years and it, all his dreams, even though he did win the Heisman and they had a great year last year. You know, when you see something like that start to, you know, just leave through your life, I mean, I like guys that show a little emotion. It proves that he cares, Fred. And, you know, there's – That's one thing, you know, I've talked to a lot of experts in the NFL and they all talk about the modern day athlete, how you really can't count on the consistent performance week in, week out. Well, Caleb has probably played 26, 28 games in his career, and I can only count one or two where he wasn't at his best. And that says a whole lot. The kid is caring. He's trying. He's doing the best he can. And to get on a young man. For, for having some emotion. I just don't like that. I really don't.
1: Folks, you're listening to Believe Sports Biz Sports Media. I don't think Mark's with us. Uh, Art Source uh, is with us, of course, a former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans and uh, Galaxy Sports. And Art, if you were the general manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, would you give Lance Lynn uh, $10 million?
2: I would invite him to camp as an unrestricted, you know, like a free agent, 40 man roster guy. And if he proved to be what he, what I think he could be, you know, maybe I'd give him a a one-year deal at 5 million or $7 million, but to go out and then make a big deal over the fact that you're bringing back one of your all-star pitchers when he gave up 35 home runs and, you know, in last year with the Dodgers. And like you said, Fred, he still has stuff, but his fastball doesn't have any movement. And these guys are, are tattooing it. So I don't get that. But then again, we've talked about this, too. You don't want to be the National League Manager of the Year. I mean, honest to God, the last four managers of the year, I mean, Schultz just got hired by the Padres, but they all got fired. And I mean, so that's the kiss of death, I guess. I don't understand it. You look at Kapler, you go down all the way down the line, you know, Mattingly, um, you look at Showalter. These guys were all managers of the year, and they're all looking for jobs right now.
1: Otani, Otani, Otani. I've been listening to at WFAN. They've had guests on. Some of the guests think he's going to become. You ready for this? Chicago, Com- Chicago Cup. <laughs> what do you think?
2: I-, I talked to I talked to uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Downey, who for years you know was a Chicago Tribune writer in L.A. Times and the whole Shot. He actually has heard from some inside sources that uh, that could be true. And so, I mean, right now, the, the, the sweepstakes are the Dodgers are number one, the Cubs are number two, and, of course, as long as Mr. Cohen has those billions, he's still in the hunt. But Otani, uh, you know, for many, many years, the Dodgers had, had one of the two Japanese clubhouse men, and they were great guys. And there's a, there's a culture with with a couple other Japanese guys on the current Cubs team um, so you get uh, say whatever the Suzuki out in right field. So this could happen, Fred. And of course you're talking the numbers I'm hearing are between 500 and 600 million over seven to 10 years. That's a pretty big, big, you know, and we don't know if he'll ever pitch again. I imagine he probably could in a couple of years, but, but I mean, that is really surprising to me because I always thought he wanted to stay on the West coast.
1: All right. And finally, if they get him or don't get him, is there a chance the Cubs pay enough for Bellinger? Boy,
2: if you got Otani and Bellinger and the Cubs only, what, a couple games out of beating Milwaukee this year, that looks really good to me. I mean, I, I like that nucleus with the kid at shortstop, Swanson. You know, you got some guys on that ball club. And, you know, they went out and stepped up and got a really good manager in Craig Council I mean, they paid a lot of money for Craig. I think the Cubs are making a push to try to get back into this thing. And, and you know, I wish him nothing but success because I would, I would say if you put Bellinger in center field and Otani at first base and a little DH and wow, that's an awfully good lineup all of a sudden.
1: And Bellinger loves the right field at Wrigley. So, I mean, there was no comparison between that and Dodger Stadium. And uh, I think there's a chance. All right, for Mario. For Art, for Mark, I'm Fred. More later. Believe, sports biz, sports media, also heard on pod clips around the world. Bye, everybody.
2: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.